Okay. Are we recording? I guess we are. Is that what's happening right now? Yeah. Okay, cool. So, where were we before? We were talking about something. You were talking about something. I think that's my water, uh, by the way. Why can't I... <laughs> why is mine over there? Zach, I don't know. Fetch it. <laughs> Fetch! Why do I have a third one? Stop. If you have a problem... Okay. I obviously have a water problem. You've got an awkward problem. <laughs> okay, so what was the story you were talking about? Um, I don't even know. Um, oh, no, um, I was talking about how I was going to do Twist and Shout Down Main Street. Okay, yes. And, um, and that turned into, apparently, a couple other people know this group of men that are a doo-wop group. All right, they literally sing doo up like they, they perform it, and they want me to actually do it with them because I have a voice like that. It's the craziest thing. My life has no direction whatsoever. It's got no direction whatsoever. Joe, what do you do? You DJ, you decorate cakes, you make podcasts with your friend that you've known since you were like a fetus, and you like Renaissance <laughs> man. It's literally it. It's the most ridiculous. I I don't understand how this happened. Don't worry, everybody's life is like that. I guess I guess so. Well, I mean, I went to get a master's degree, right? And where am I now? I was say, did, did you actually get your master's? I did. I just don't have the thing because I didn't go to the graduation Cause, cause ceremony. Because you just weren't proud enough of yourself. <laughs> no, I was proud of myself. See, you know just, what this is going to turn into? I forgot to go to my graduation. No, you know what this is going to turn into? This is going to turn into, like, this is going to turn into Joe and Zach playing games, and um, it's going to be the educated one and the dumb guy. <laughs> That's literally going to no, be it. No, it's not. Oh, I, I, I almost hope it is. Let me use an educated word. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Oh, stop. stop, you you Disney-obsessed man. How about existentialist? That's not even, that's not that. Metaphysical. Metaphysical. <laughs> I'm done. I can't Pragmaticist. All right, now spell any of those. Uh, I don't know how to spell anymore. Perfect. All right, now I feel better. <laughs> good, good, good. Well, I basically, when I went to start writing for the blog, I had to learn how to not write like an academic? Yeah, I'm going to say, because I read some of your yeah. early stuff. The early stuff and reads I, like, 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 wow. I, well, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed it because I got it, but I'm looking at it and I'm just like, this stuff is kind of heavy. It's very This technical. is not user-friendly. No. That's basically what it was. <laughs> Nothing in academia is user-friendly. You have a bunch of people who are in very separate fields and they're talking about very specific things and they use this like vernacular that not everybody knows. Yeah. So. so you literally had to dumb down your writing? It's not dumbing down. It's just getting used to creative writing. Right. Like creative writing is different than academic writing. Well, yeah. Because when I was thinking of like my thesis, right, I'm going, okay, here's the thought. Here's the thought. What is the source for X thought? Because I don't want to plagiarize anything, right? Mm -hmm. So basically you're writing the whole thing and you're going, is this the right word? And then you go, oh, should I put a footnote here? It really kind of stifles the process of writing a thing. That sounds horrible, and I do not envy you. Yeah, it is like step-by-step, <laughs> step, you have to make sure your argument is solid and right. precise. Yeah. Wow, I could... Yeah, no thank you. <laughs> no. That's why my writing now sounds, like, much it's, livelier. It's Yeah, I mean, it's definitely got a little bit more flair to it. Um, like, I, I don't know. I, I've, I've enjoyed some of the articles that I've read. Um, I can't remember any of them off the top of my head, of course. Because that would, <laughs> because that would show you yeah, didn't. You read something, yeah, right? Well, I mean, I read like the Dishonored play, like Jesus one. And oh, I didn't write. That. I know you didn't write that one, but like yeah. I read that the other day, and I read like um. Oh, what was it? I like college writing style. It's different. Yeah. Um, Significantly so. I. 
I read what was it? The Final Fantasy VIII thing that you posted? Did I write something? I don't, eight? I don't think you wrote it, but you posted it. Uh, there was one about um, like the... kind of like comparing it to Story of Joshua, in right? The Bible. And then there was another one about like depression. Yeah, that was Yan Wong. Oh, okay. Singapore man. Yes. Oh, okay. Cool. I'm gonna have to meet him. Someday. I have never met him, so um, maybe I will. You know, maybe you have to. Um, and I remember reading your the the Mega Man X one, the the zero. One oh made. yeah, that Mega was that Man, was early early. Mega Man Masochism. Yeah, yeah, that was early early early. Yeah, and that, I think that was that was the first one that I, that I read, and that was when I had that thought in my head. It was literally just like, this is it's good, it's intelligent, but it's really hard. To... Over the top. It's just it's too much. <laughs> when I quote Wolfhart Pannenberg, yeah, the Final Fantasy Tactics thing. That's a like, bit no. No one should be. No one. Yeah. No one's gonna get that reference. <laughs> You know what I mean? But, but if the thought is good enough, I think it's okay. No, right? I, I completely yeah. agree, but it's one of those things, like, if you do make some form of reference, you really need to make it something that somebody, at least, like, Get. 1% of the people reading it will recognize. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm also a person that doesn't like indie games very much. So. I see, ooh, ooh, you're missing out. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not missing out. I know I, you are. I just don't like the feel. What do you mean the game? The okay. game feel, some of the game feel is amazing. Okay, I played Hotline Miami recently, right? I can't. I don't even know what that is. It's um. Do you know that game with the guy with where's the? Did mask? you really just start out uh, explaining something to me by saying, "Do you know that game with the guy?" <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. I just... Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this is why I'm here. <laughs> the game has like a, an aesthetic like drive. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. No. Okay. Yeah, you run around, you kill people. Basically, that's it. Mysterious phone calls come in. Oh, no. They go, "You need to kill these people at this street," or it says, "I need a babysitter at Fifty Third Street." Right? You go over there, you just murder everyone. So, oh. Yeah, it's basically a serial killer game. All right. Yeah, but it has horrible, horrible game feel. Oh. Like, okay, think of it. It's like a top-down perspective. Kind of like GTA. Uh, like the original. Like the original GTA, okay. or like Retro City Rampage. Okay. Um, you walk around fun. and you. You basically kill people, right? Right. You usually you, you want to use melee weapons because if you use guns, the other guards will hear you and they'll come and shoot you. Okay. But the enemies have an inconsistent AI for one. Oh, there's right? nothing worse than that. You know, you go up, right? You're gonna club the guy in the face with a baseball bat. He turns around like he has like telekinesis or something, or some See, ability. He turns around, he goes woof, and then he smacks you with a crowbar and you die. Okay, well, because this is a one-hit kill game. All right, but hold on, but that actually to me. Like, inconsistent AI is one thing. Like, when you have, like, you know, AI where sometimes they're just going to be running into walls because they're just... Oh, that happened, too. Well, you see, but, like, <laughs> but, let, but let's just... But let's say instead of, you know, it being, like, okay, well, they're glitchy and horrible and stuff like that. But, you know, I think that having AI that is on different levels of intelligence, you know what I mean? Is fun. Is is a good thing. Yeah. Because you're never... Because in, like, a, in any real-life situation, you're not going to run into, like, you know, a group of people that all have the same mentality that will all be doing the same thing every single time because yeah. that's what they're programmed to do. It kind of adds a little bit of humanity to it. It can, but in this game, the they are not human. <laughs> oh, okay. For sure. Like, okay, you'll walk into a room, right? The guard will heal you sometimes, right? And, you know, you run up to him, you smack him in the face or whatever. Yeah. But sometimes you open the door, he'll turn around, shoot a machine gun at you, and you die. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. Immediately. And I there's, like, ele there's elements of randomness. Like, I mean, it's kind of like a puzzle game, right? Right. Because you're trying to remain stealthy as long as possible. Okay. And do it as fast as possible for score. But, like, it, when the game suddenly decides that, oh, this guard will act differently now. Ah, uh, all right. No, I get it. And then it's like, oh, why is that guard there? I'm dead, right? Oh, it's kind of like, oh, I remember, like, going way back, um, playing Rogue Spear. 
Tom Clancy. Oh. Back when those games those were. Those games. Dude, but like, I remember, dude, those games were, it was literally just memorizing the level. Like, yeah, you'd go you go in, to. you'd turn the corner, you'd die. Okay, well, next time I don't turn that corner. Like, you did, you did rinse and repeat for yeah, that's four fine, to five though. hours. But, of course, like I said, I, just, I don't know, these days, I just don't have that patience anymore. <laughs> I'm good for memorizing, right? But I'm not good for when I'm memorizing and then everything just completely changes. Yeah, no, because, I mean, that's just poor, that's just poor design. I mean, because. Oh, and furthermore, right? You target with the mouse cursor. Oh. So there's a little mouse cursor, right, that shows where you're aiming your stuff, including melee weapons. Oh, that's kind of annoying. So if you aren't, like, spot on with your aiming when you throw an object or you shoot a guy, mm -hmm. you will miss. Even with a shotgun. So this is why you don't like indie games. This is why I don't like this specific one. Okay, because... I, I could tell you why I don't like other indie games Well, I mean, because I'm trying to think of, like, you know, like, some that you just couldn't... You can't not enjoy. I mean, again... I'll go. Anything made by that game company is incredible. Like Flow, Flow, and Flower, Journey. I have played Flow because I got it for free. I was not very enamored with it. It it's one of those games that you just kind of let yourself go with it. It's, it's very mood. relaxing. It's a mood game. It's a very relaxing yeah. game. Um, but Flower is the same exact thing. It's very relaxing. It's very visually pleasing. Yeah, Journey. It's like a flight sim almost. Almost Journey though, like is an experience that's yeah, all... everyone keeps telling me well that, it's right? all right well is it a game or no is it it, no 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 it is a game there is a there is okay. a goal there is a goal like and something you do yeah exactly like you like there are like there are collectibles you know what i mean like there are things that you want yeah. to get there's stuff there are puzzles you need to solve and there's a goal at the end of it is it you... random what is it random or what is it what do you mean like is there randomized elements or is this Kind of a it's, linear no, it's, thing. it's pretty scripted. There are areas though that are just so incredibly vast that you'll never you'll never find everything on the same on like one playthrough. You just you'll never do it. Right. Um, there are like branching paths and stuff like that. And um, and the thing with the jumping and the scarf. Well, yeah. It, it, well, that in itself is great, and because it, it just feels right. You know what I mean? It just feels good. It's got a lot of. It's got a lot of um. Almost like it, I, it, I know it's gonna sound ridiculous. It's almost like a gentle roller coaster, just because of the way you're walking. No, but like when, like the yeah, way you're I know walking you up and down the dunes, because like you find yourself like you know you're trudging up this dune for God knows how long, and then you get to the top, and suddenly you're just doing like this like surfing motion down it. So it really it feels like you know like, like a there's it's, gentle roller. Coaster. Yeah, it, it's that's the best way to play, to put it. But I also love it because in a game where you cannot die, like you cannot die in this game. Uh, Hold on, I know, I know. The death thing. Well, no. I'll talk about no, you no, go. No, no. You go first. Oh, no, but, no, no, it's, we'll it's a game that you can't die. But I find it interesting that there are points in the game, even though you cannot die, there are points in the game that are genuinely scary. Like you really like, are afraid. Survival horror scary or almost yeah, actually. Like <laughs> I can barely play any of those. So <laughs> like like it's but it's not it's not like you know it's not like jump scare scary, but it's like you know like you're it's tense. A sense of foreboding. Very much so. And the sound plays a whole lot into it. Like it really, like the 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 sound direction was mind blowing. Just the open, literally the yeah, it was opening, nominated for a Grammy, right? It, and it should get it because um oh, what is his name? Uh, uh it's Austin Wintry. Austin Wintry. Austin yeah. Wintry. I have his horn soundtrack. He is brilliant because and it's it's one of those things where um just the opening shot. Really, just the opening shot where it just shows you the title of the game. 
visually and from sound and like from a sound perspective incredible incredible (laughs) okay that's not very descriptive (laughs) it's it's one of those that's why you're saying it's an experience well that's just it because i can't i can't convey this to you in a way that you will understand because it's not it's not just the way the game plays and the way the game feels and how much fun you're having but it's also you have to look at it from the standpoint of how is this going to affect you emotionally yeah because that's like i said i mean it's a game where I, you know, I've played it, I've beaten it like 15, 16 times, and every single time I feel differently. Well, this must be short. It's, it's about, it's, first playthrough is about two hours. That's short. It's not, you're not paying for length when you pay for these yeah. games. Yeah. Um, but it's also one of those things, and that you're going to play through a lot, but the other reason that it's going to keep you coming back is because of the multiplayer aspect, which I'm sure oh, yeah. you've heard about. The people drop in. Well, it's not just that, though, because if it was just people drop in, it would be, okay, whatever, people just drop in. But what it does is it'll seamlessly link you up with another player at the same point of the game you're at, all right? There are no, there's no way to identify them. There's no, you know, name tags. There's no gamer tags. There's nothing like that. There's no chat box, all right? So it's just you run into them. And the only form of communication is you hit circle and you will do these little, uh, it's almost like a little chirp, like a little chime sound that your character makes. And it is surprisingly a really great method of communication because it takes all of, like, you know, it takes everything, I'm trying to think of the best way to put it, any preconceived notions you have about the person are gone because you have no way of seeing, like, you know, it's not like you can even make a judgment on their gamer tag. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it just—you are both <laughs> literally just two wanderers on the same journey. And if you want to stick together, you can. But at no point does the game say you have to. You know what I mean? Like you guys could completely ignore each so other. So I could run away. You—I've done it before. <laughs> I've done it before. Like I've just run. I—I I, I wanted to go it alone. And the other cool thing that I think is neat is every playthrough, your the pattern on your cloak will become a little bit more intricate. So when you run into somebody who's got this like really like beautiful intricate cloak, you know that they've been around for a while, and you know that they've done this stuff, and they know what they're doing over and over again. And but then also, but that's it, so it's neat when you are on your first playthrough because you run into this guy, and you're like, oh man, like this guy knows what he's doing. I'm gonna follow him. You know what I mean? Like you you get this kind of like he is my guide mentality. <laughs> Do they try to kill you sometimes? You, they can't. Well, I mean. You know, well, making I mean, you jump somewhere that's well, incorrect. Well, actually, it was well, actually, you can't it was, die. No, no, it was actually pretty, no, it was pretty <laughs> funny. Actually, um, the uh, my second playthrough, uh, which was the first one I actually played online. I so I knew kind of what was going on, but like you know, I, there's you know again, you're gonna run into stuff that you haven't seen, and there's one point where you're on this like rocky cliff, like you know, mountainside, and like the wind's blowing really, really hard, and it's very, very down, and like you know, you're very, it's very depressing. And this guy was, you know, helping me out. And it's, you've got to, the way the game is played where you, like, the wind will pick up and you have to find cover so you don't get blown, like, you know, blown aside. And so what we would do is we'd both be hiding behind cover and he'd just do this, like, one little quick chirp to let me know, like, all right, go now. Like, and so we'd be, you know, go, go, go. And, like, we got really, really far. And then he, you know, he does the chirp to go and I didn't follow right when he said it. And I ended up getting blown back and i see him turn around 
see me getting blown back off of the cliff and instead of leaving me he runs back and jumps off the cliff with me just so i wouldn't be alone like but dude like that's incredible that's bizarre it's awesome like it really is awesome and it's one of those things where you can be so happy because like the game actually gets easier if you're playing with somebody else like just the way it's it's hard to explain but um because you can't die there's no failure well there, but there is there's no failure but there is consequence okay all right <laughs> Like, there's no, at no point are you going to get a game over, but you will have stuff happen to you that are, you're going to be like, oh, no, like, this has sent me back. And, um, but, like, the thing I love about it, too, is, like, you know, that, that playthrough with that one guy, at the end of it, you know, really, really happy, really, really pumped. And, like, I was genuinely, like, I was really happy to have met him, you know? And But you'll never find him again. One thing I will say that I like <laughs> is at the end of the game, though, it'll say, they'll give you a list of the players you've met. So if you want to message them, you can. Oh. Which I think is cool because they don't. Okay, that's the that's end of the cool. Game. But um, but I remember there was one time uh, I was playing and I was in that guide mode. You know what I mean? Because I'd played it through it and um, ran to a guy and I was helping him out and you know everything was going really really great and we get to the end where it's this really big like crescendo like it's this beautiful piece everything's like everything is happy everything's you can tell that you're getting to the end and it's a good thing and but it's a very big open area there's no limitations nothing like that so we're both you know in there starting out we're both together and we get separated and i get to the end of the game like you know right like the last few steps of the game and i turn around and he wasn't there and i couldn't find him and i waited for like 20 minutes Literally, because I just wanted to... This is to... so weird. Dude, it's, you have to see it. You have to try it out. It's, I, it's one of those things, like, it's, it's, it's like never watching, you know, an amazing movie that everyone's seen, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's like never having seen Star Wars. Yeah, well, people say it's good, so we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> I'll have to buy this. Zach, I, I will tell you right now, if you do not enjoy this game, I will literally give you the money you back that you paid out for it. <laughs> That's how confident I am. That's a lot of confidence. It's and it's you know me. I'm into like game mechanics and getting game overs and horribly failing at everything. Um, Zach, <laughs> I'm just saying. That's all there is to it. <sighs> all right. Well, well, it's just I don't just I think most indie games don't have a very good feel to them. Most don't. Like I'll say Super Meat Boy. I just. I don't think it has very good. I have never feel. played it. I've never played. It's. It. I just find it floaty and weird. And I. And Cave Story. I played that. I. I don't like that what, either. What about, what, about, what about a game like Limbo? Limbo. I haven't played it. I own it. Okay. Well, what about a game like um, Braid? I've not played it, but I also own that. I've gotten a lot of these. Well, I love that. Like, I love that you're, you're. I love that you're like making these broad assumptions about indie games after having I played have, like because, the crappiest ones. Well, I ones. have. I played Braid on Xbox 360. Okay. A little bit, and I, I don't know. I just don't get it. <sighs> Zach. I don't get it. I I see why people like them, but I feel like they're looking at it from a different perspective than me. Well, because like, what I'm going is okay. How is this compared to, let's say, Super Mario Brothers, right? Well, you can't... And you feel... Or, let's say, even Sonic the Hedgehog. And you feel the physics, and it's like, oh my god, these people spent just untold man hours trying to figure out how these people move and how fast they move, right? There's a real... There's a feel to, like, Super Mario Brothers physics mm -hmm. that you can't really replicate in another game. No. 
in like let's say Super Mario 64, I played through the whole thing mm -hmm. in three or four days, like a couple months ago. It was amazing. I couldn't believe how good the controls really? are. You play I... you play Super Ooh. Mario Galaxy, right? And you and then you go, wow, this does not feel the same. Well, it's it not the same sense of control. It doesn't. I'll I'll agree with you there. Um, I honestly, I think when it comes to any of the 3D Marios, I really, and you're going to probably hate me for this, <laughs> I really think that I, I think that Sunshine probably had the best physic, f physical feel of any of the games. I will agree with you. I, that was unexpected. Yeah, well, <laughs> I actually like Super Mario Sunshine. Well, I thought it was great. I think it got a, I think it got a bad rap for being a sequel. See, what it what happened was, this happens to every single Mario game. Yeah. And you know what I'm going to say. People are like, we like we want Mario 3. Mario 3 was great. Mario 3 was great. Let's do Mario 3. So yeah, then they re good. And then they redo Mario 3, basically. And then people say, well, there's nothing new. Like, it's, <laughs> it's a constant. It, it never ends. You just got the same game. Well, that's just it. It's slightly better. But, that, but it, you know, and then when they try to do something out of the box, you know, like Sunshine... They get flack for it. Yeah, I I mean the island theme was a little samey sometimes. I I didn't bother. But I think it was it was like a more challenging version of 64. It was really hard. Yeah, some of those jumps are just awful. It was really <laughs> difficult. And the uh, did they have those throwback sequences where you just like just platforms floating in space? No, that was uh, or is that that was Gal Galaxy? Okay, that's Galaxy. Yeah, but same principle applies. <laughs> yeah, Galaxy's pretty easy. Galaxy's not that hard. The sunshine. I didn't play sunshine I didn't... is pretty difficult. It's a lot harder yeah. than people give it. I like sunshine. For. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, trying to think of another game, indie-ish game that you should play. <laughs> well, Hotline um, Miami. I've played a lot of that, and died a lot. I love. I love that. You, like you pick the one <laughs> crappy one to sink your eyes No, into. you kidding? Go on Metacritic. Eighty-five. Hotline Miami. Everyone's saying it's a the best game ever or something, and that it gives you a commentary on video game violence and how you should feel bad about. Killing people in a game or something. Interesting. Seriously. Go look at it. We should play Slender. Slender? Oh, God, no! No! Dude, I have con Never. I've conquered my fear of Slender. <laughs> I used to be terrified of him. I don't like the Slender Man. Dude, oh. I watched the videos. Dude, oh, man. It's awful. Oh, wait, you watched, you, you watched Marble Hornets? What? You, so, I watched that, ugh, that PewDiePie guy. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 uh, no, 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 no. I hate him. Well, no, I'm sorry, PewDie, if you're listening to this ever. Um... <laughs> I don't hate you. Um, I don't no, hate him. I just he he. I watched the one video and I was like, no, no, no. All right, see, all right. Number one, you watched the worst one. Um, <laughs> number two, honestly, this game and it like it, it is it is scary. And I actually thought about asking you if we should do like a like a let's play on it and about like I can't even play Fear. I, I mean, I can barely play games with jump scares of any kind. Oh, I see, cause doesn't matter what genre. See, well, I was thinking about it because, like, you know, like using it as a genuine way to do a segue in, like, how the Bible tells us, like, how to deal with fear. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because, oh, man, dude, that game is – it's and it's one of those things where, like, I got over it because, like, the first time I tried to play it, dude, like, it was bad. It's impossible. Well, no, because – Once you get that first note, it's just – Well, dude, it's the sound. It's – no, it's, it's, not, it's not even the game itself. And even the character model isn't scary looking. He's just he's, – he's wrong. You know what I mean? Like that's all there is to it. He's yeah. just—he's yeah. wrong. He's a manufactured urban legend, dude, dude. But he's a very convincing one. Oh, dude. I will <laughs> say honestly, like for like two to three weeks after playing that game, and like really, I got, I really got into the whole Slenderman mythos. Like I was, there's a there's a YouTube video called um, Marble Hornets, and um, basically it's actually really really well done. Um, it's a story about a amateur filmmaker. 
who was like you know like recording and stuff like that and um he like it's just all these videotapes that his friend like he went missing and his friend yeah. found all of these videotapes and he started like you know like wondering like well why did he go missing and like that so he starts going through the videotapes and you know most of them are just you know just them trying to like record stuff and then you know just trying to you know make their video and stuff like that but every once in a while you'll see like the video kind of just like something will be wrong in it you know what i mean like the like the sound will cut out or it'll start it'll start hearing noises that just don't make any sense and stuff like that and at like i want to say like the fourth or fifth video um it's just it's just the uh the film student walking through his house with the video camera and he you know he hears something outside and he goes outside and he looks and he catches just like the briefest glimpse of the Slenderman on video. And ever since then, it's like the story of him being stalked by this creature and his descent into madness because he's being stalked by a creature he does not understand. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's it's the fear of the unknown. Dude, it's really it's really compelling though. There's a game church article actually about this. About Slender? Yeah. That's awesome. It's, it's about, about the fear of the unknown. Dude, it's things we don't know. I, oh, that is what the whole thing see, is. See, like I think Steve Sakao wrote it. It's I very good. stopped playing video games. Also, for... go read Game Church. Yeah, Game Church, plug it. Read Game plug Church. It. Gamechurch.com. If this turns into a video of any sort, we're gonna have Plugging. it on the bottom. We're gonna have it right <laughs> on the bottom of the screen. But um Game Church. So <laughs> No but um like I've kind of stopped playing games for the like you know like the like the fun and the game overs and the getting lives and like you know everything like that. Like oh, I see. I, I've <laughs> like all the experiential I'm all gamer. About, like that's all that's I'm all about that. I, I am not. <laughs> oh, see, like I, like I mean, we no, are from different opposite poles. And this here. is why we get along. Um, <laughs> but like I, it's just what I enjoy. I I want to have an experience when I play a game. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. I want it to affect me in some emotional manner, or it's just not, to me, it's just not, it's just fluff. You know what I mean? I would like it to challenge me in some manner, and if it doesn't, I feel like I'm missing something. See, so think about it like this, right? Let's say you play Bioshock, okay. for example, right? right? The Vita Chambers make, take make all base, yeah, they basically make the game, game, like, I mean, you could turn them off, right? Yeah. But, but they're there. Yeah. They're I, in the game, right? Yeah. So there's no tension. There's none. Yeah, but let's say Bioshock, you turn off Vita Chambers, you put it on the hardest yeah, difficulty well, there you setting, go. That, right? There's tension. But the difficulty setting mm -hmm. gives you added tension. Not only do you need to learn how to survive right. in that world, but you need all the tools and skills and all the different game mechanics that they present to you in order to solve that particular challenge. So what happens is that by having a difficult experience, you're actually being immersed in the world more so than you would be if you're just plowing through everything. See, all right, I will agree with you there because uh, the same thing happened to me in um, Half-Life 2. Half-Life 2 affected me in the same way. Like, I felt totally immersed in that world. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, and, and <laughs> I like The silent protagonist also helps. The fact that you don't, you know... They, Some people don't like the silent see, protagonist, I, I, It depends on how, honestly, it depends on how the other characters are written. Chrono Trigger. Uh, <laughs> um, but going back to the, the Half-Life... Um, like I said, it depends on how the dialogue is written from the other characters. Because if you can, and they did it perfectly in Half Life Two, if you can make the player believe that they, that, like you are the one being talked to, yeah, you know, like it makes sense. Like you're not like you're, you're. It's not like you know Zelda. You know, like when you're playing as Link, because you feel like okay, they're talking to Link. You know what I mean? But with you know Gordon Freeman, it feels like 
I am the one they're talking to. Yeah. You know? And I didn't even play the first one, and I, I just plowed through the whole game. Oh, dude, it was great. Like, it was it was a really fun experience. Yeah, but it's a one-time thing. You're never going to play it again. Ooh, I'll argue that. I, I don't think I'm ever going to play it again. All right, well, you and I are completely different gamers, apparently. <laughs> well, I played Portal more than once. I so. love Portal. Portal is good. Portal was so well done. <laughs> but, right, I'm never going to play Half-Life 2 again, probably. Yeah. But I enjoyed the time did that I did play. Did you play the episodes? Play. I played, like, half of the first one. I don't know. It didn't really. Have I will the same, say for doesn't it, have the same feel. The first one, no. Second one, though, is good. Is, from what I hear, is hoo Oh man, like. And then they're like, "Okay, we're never gonna make any more Half Life ever again." Newell can't count to three. <laughs> Internet meme. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we all joined that bandwagon. But um, I'm saying, how long have we been recording? Like, <laughs> uh, it looks like about a half hour. I'd say that's a good drop-off point for now. <laughs> yeah. You know? Just because half hour, that's just going to be us re-listening to ourselves for a all half right. hour. All right. Uh, signing off. Yeah. Whoosh. Yeah, whoosh. All that kind of thing. <laughs> With a wave of the hand, I am gone. Swish.